red flags, but okay podcast beginning in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. There goes my hero. <laughs> Live from New Zealand. It's Saturday Night Live. Just kidding. It's probably Sunday morning in New Zealand right now. Because <laughs> for me, it is Sunday at 2 p.m. But Jen, listen, we said we were going to do a lot of things and we didn't do any of them. And that's fine because you guys have repeatedly refused to pay us to do a podcast. I mean, yeah, there were no demands. We were not held in any hostage negotiations. And I accidentally packed all my podcasting stuff. So yeah, and then um, both of us just decided that we didn't feel like doing it for a while. And that's fine. So we're sorry to no one except for Finn. We're we're sorry to Finn. Yeah, we are sorry to Finn. Um, you guys could at any moment decide that you want to pay us to podcast because we're amazing at it. But since you haven't yet, we just didn't do it for a while. But we're back. Mm-hmm. We're back, baby. Here we are. Hey. Guess who's back, 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 back again. Yeah. Oh, it's us. I have Weird Flags podcast. <laughs> yeah. I have so many songs I'm going to sing, but that's not what this podcast is about. What's it about? It is about us telling you things about random things. And you just sit back and listen. We're a little bit rusty, you guys. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. Um, I also meant to open my notes and just opened my Spanish homework. So obviously I forgot how to podcast. And <laughs> also I don't know how to speak Spanish still. So I'm not good at any of it. Um, what are we covering this this week, this month, I guess, technically? What are we covering? <laughs> we are covering what is arguably a great movie. Sugar and Spice. It's Never a movie, seen it. right? I don't know. Is it? The cheerleading one? I think it's Sugar and Hold on. Yes. Okay. So it's the one where the cheerleaders rob places. Yes. Okay. You are correct. Heather um, Graham is in it, I believe. Heather Graham and is. Yeah. she gave up the lead role in Bring It On to do Sugar and Spice instead. And it's, look at her uh, now. Marley Shelton knew her face, did not know her name. Mina Savari know her face. Um, wait, is Heather Graham in this? I, I think so. it's Nina Savari, not Heather Graham. Maybe. I don't know. None of this is going to make the podcast. <laughs> or will it? Dun, dun, dun. I say that every time we go on some sort of like tangent. And we haven't even started. <laughs> you guys, this is the first time we're physically laying eyes on each other. Live in, from New Zealand. Live from, from New Zealand in like a month, I think. Probably yeah. not. I don't, I don't know. know. It feels like 20 years. It's been forever. You should probably just move back. Did Jen and I talk every single day in some form? Yeah. Sometimes it's just us sending a Snapchat that says, are you mad at me? And then me saying no. But we do talk every single day in some form. Do we long form talk to each other? Almost never. Nope. I wouldn't know what to do if Jen called me on the phone. I'd probably throw my phone across the room <laughs> in excitement. But who's who starts? You can just come up with anything you I'm want. I'm going to start. My mom said I have to start because I'm sugar and you're spice. So that makes perfect sense. And Cindy's always right. So here we go. Cindy's always right, you know. And I wrote the beginning of my sentence like I was starting this episode. So it's what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote, okay, I'm going to kick things off. Oh, my God. I love it. (laughs) With a topic that may hit close to home for a lot of us. Prep yourselves. It's wrinkles. Did you know, though, that consuming large amounts of sugar can lead to your skin aging faster? Tell that to the five Reese's cups I just ate. (laughs) So so if we needed another reason to avoid sugar, we need to now be worried about our skin and making weird faces at cake. I'm genetically droopy. I'm a genetically droopy person. And you can't take sugar from me. It's one of my few joys. You know what? I agree. But would you like to know how it works anyway? Yeah, Absolutely. This is going to have a lot of me mispronouncing things in it. Oh, thank God. It's a lot of science words. Good. (laughs) Glucose and fructose, both types of sugars. I'll get to it later. (laughs) When elevated in the body, they link the amino acids that are present in collagen and elastin. Collagen and elastin are two very important components of keeping your skin nice and tight. And... When those amino acids are linked, it creates advanced glycation end products or AEGs, which is just really rude that they (laughs) create ages. 
and ages your skin. (laughs) So when the amino acids get linked, they become incapable of easy repair, which is what leads to the wrinkles. And it's the same sort of thing that happens when you are exposed to a lot of UV light, which is why sunscreen is important. Fascinating. So it's really interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Elevated levels of sugar and UV light create this new um, molecule that then causes your collagen and elastin to not repair your skin as easily. Well, I'm not changing anything I'm doing because this you is what sunscreen. I've got, baby. Well, I do wear sunscreen way more than I used to, but I also eat way more sugar than I used to. I it's basically am on like a meth diet all the time where it's just Diet Coke and various candies. So that's, and that's, I think that's a byproduct of me working in the middle of the night. You know, I feel that way. When I worked late night shifts, I would always eat the worst food. Yeah. There's something about it. Like I'll have like a energy drink at 10 PM and then at 1 AM I'm just eating like 500 gummy bears and I I get like the family, the family bags of peanut M&Ms and I eat the entire thing in my shift. That's so much sugar and calories. It's it's unreal. (laughs) That's wild. But that's really fascinating. I had heard, I had heard that sugar is bad for your skin, but I didn't know the science of why. Like, yeah, it's not just like you know, like pimples. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought it was. I didn't realize that it was actually aging you. Yeah, it's great. Love it. Bad about, I guess. Let's spice things up, Kate. Why yeah. don't you tell me something? <laughs> Let's spice things up with something that I, in my middle of the night note writing, for some reason decided to entitle Spicy Kill You? Question mark. So- <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> so, uh, Jennifer, do you like spicy food? I know the answer to this, but tell me. Not really. Mm-hmm. I can tolerate to a certain point, but I don't go out of my way for spice food. So we kind of feel the same way about it. We're like, we like some heat, but not pain. We don't want our food yeah. to hurt. I need to taste the garlic. Oh, God. So much garlic. <laughs> Den is, Jen is definitely not a vampire. That's the one thing we <laughs> know about her. We know nothing mm. else. It's also, is the fact that I eat tons of garlic related to also that I've never been attacked by a vampire? I mean. Is it correlation? Is it causation? The world may never know. But um, so basically, I'm not trying to cry out in agony from my meal. Neither are you. We are like very, very midline on spice. But have you ever wondered if spicy kill you? (laughs) (laughs) Question mark? Question mark? Have you ever wondered if spicy food can kill you? Um, maybe. I think like in one of those like dramatic like um, quicksand being swallowed whole by a boa constrictor things where it's like you eat something and your stomach catches on fire, like in a cartoon, you know? Okay. Got it. We actually know the answer to this. It has to do with your nervous system. According to a 1980 paper entitled acute capsaicin toxicity in several animal species. For some reason, that's hard for me to read. I don't know why. They should have just named it spicy kill you question. They should have named it spicy kill you question mark. It is theoretically possible for spicy kill you question mark. <laughs> it would take around three pounds of the hottest peppers on earth. We'll get to it in powdered form consumed <gasps> in a single sitting for death to definitely for sure occur. That new internet said, challenge. Just kidding. Please don't do that. My, uh, my Dan would do it. He would do my it. Dan. He, I think he is trying for spicy kill him. I really think so. It's <laughs> for somebody who seems to be just in constant agony from their intestinal tract. He sure is eating a lot of spice. Um, there's also a place called Volcano Ramen where my entire family got CS gassed by somebody's spicy ramen that was brought out to them. Literally, like my baby was coughing and like crying because somebody at the table across from us got ramen that spicy. So spicy kill you for sure. But you would have to consume all of that in one sitting. So your body won't let you do that. Thank dog. The sweating and nausea and pain that, that occurs whenever you eat super, super spicy stuff is your body and your nervous system telling you that you've got to stop. It's enough. And your, your body will essentially shut down before it will allow you to actually kill yourself with capsaicin. So the way that it would kill you 
is that it would cause tissue damage and injury through inflammation. And that depending on who you are and how, like what other sort of like health conditions you have, you can get some pretty serious tissue damage from it. It has put tons of people in the hospital. Um, I don't know if you remember the girl who ate like a super spicy pepper several years ago and she ended up calling an ambulance and having to be on oxygen because oh my because it hurt so bad. Um, you know, you you knew it was going to be bad. Mm-hmm. So, but no surprise there. But that pretty much tracks for stuff that's incredibly spicy because it makes you feel like your throat is closing, even if it's even if it's not. It makes you feel that way because it inflames your tissue so much, <laughs> not just in your stomach, but every single part of you that that capsaicin touches is going to feel that way. So, and keep in mind, you are a giant tube surrounded by muscles and bones and that pain will occur through the entire tube that you are. So <laughs> whatever spicy you put in mouth, spicy kill the bottom of the tube as well. <laughs> and I, that's, that's the part that I, I look forward to the least. So wow, oh, that's, yeah. um that's the answer to spicy kill you. No, <laughs> probably not. Ugh. You should write a children's book about that. Yeah, I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to illustrate it. It'll be beautiful illustrations. <laughs> oh, hey, Lily. Well, Lily says the next topic is a question for you, Kate. Oh, good. Did you know there's sugar in the Milky Way? I'm trying to figure out if this is a dad joke. <laughs> So it's not the galaxy or like the galaxy, not the candy bar. Okay. No, I didn't know that. Well, in 2000, which Lily is doing Lily too is much attention in 2000, which feels very far away. Like it was so long ago. Scientists were able to find glycoaldehyde, a simple sugar molecule in space. It was really? found in a yeah, it was found in a giant cloud of gas and dust near the center of the Milky Way galaxy. And the coolest part of this entire thing is that the discovery was made by um, a telescope located at Kitt Peak in Arizona. Well, what? It's literally like you on a very nice clear day, you can see the Kitt Peak Observatory from anywhere pretty much in Tucson, not anywhere, but lots of parts of Tucson. So it's a very local piece of my heart. That's um, really interesting. Yeah. So the reason you may be going, why is this important? There's probably lots of molecules in space dust. And it's important because conditions within space clouds are thought to mimic conditions of like early earth and life, like but how earth was formed. And glycoaldehyde is a eight atom molecule that when combined with other molecules, it can form ribose or glucose. Glucose, pretty common staple of sugar, often found in fruits. Ribose, though, is part of RNA molecules, as you probably know, because you probably had to take several classes about this. I did. Um, but for those of you that did not have to take several classes about this, be very happy you didn't have to. Boy, you lucked out. <laughs> um, RNA mo- molecules are very important when it comes to protein synthesis for all living cells. You've got this kind of simple sugar molecule that then makes up other very key commonly occurring sugar molecules that we see on life on Earth in just a random space cloud in the Milky Way. And I think that's pretty sweet. There she is. There she is. That's our girl, guys. That's our girl. (laughs) She's back. That is really interesting. And I would have never in a million years thought that that would be out there. It would have never occurred to me. Right. But sugar really is in everything. Yeah. I believe that to be true. Absolutely. Um, Do you want to talk about some spicy again? Yes, is this going to kill me or no? Um, yeah, probably not. Okay. Okay. So the current so, – okay, I'm going to preface this by saying that people who breed peppers are the most extra people on earth. Breed peppers? I'm sorry. Pepper. Yeah, a, the people who breed peppers. Oh, yeah. How do you think <laughs> these peppers come about? They're not natural. They're Space bred clouds. by what I imagine <laughs> to be men in like – 
North Carolina. I don't know but that to be true, but that's what I, I imagine. It's Kyle sitting on yeah, his Yeah, there's some Kyles out there with who his are monster. breeding. But the current spiciest pepper in the world is called Pepper X. <laughs> and it's bred by the creator of the Carolina Reaper. And it comes in at 3.18 million Scoville units. For reference, sriracha, which is my favorite hot sauce to use on everything ever, ate it on my eggs this morning, is about 1,000 to 2,500 Scoville units. Jeez. Yes. But who the heck is Scoville? And why are we so pressed about his units? <laughs> why are we so concerned? Tell me, please. I will. Um, and it's just, it's not as climactic as you'd want it to be. So his name was Wilbur. Wilbur Wilbur Scoville was a pharmacist from Bridgeport, Connecticut, who came up with a scale in 1912 to test the pungency of different chili peppers oh. while working for a pharmaceutical company. Why? Absolutely why? no clue. I don't know why. And nothing I found on the internets or anywhere else, which was nowhere that I looked, I only looked on the internet, could tell me why they needed to know how pungent spicy peppers were. I, I, I'm I, guessing because it was 1912 that they were using that as maybe some sort of like way of coating medicine or something like that. Um, I don't know exactly. Maybe they were just making tiger balm. Who knows? <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm pretty sure he was just like trying things you know <laughs> like he was just like <laughs> doing it but the test was actually based on individuals that like actual human subjects that he had tasting chili peppers <laughs> oh who would come up with like "Ooh, that's real spicy like that's how it started out but now the rankings are standardized and there's a mathematical formula which i won't tell you because you don't need to know that is involved in actually coming up with the Scoville units. So what started out with him, I think it is a totally different thing now, but it's hmm. still named after him and it's still a Scoville unit. But you hear it all the time when people talk about yeah. super spicy peppers. If you watch Hot Ones, the show Hot Ones, I really like that. But that they talk about Scoville units constantly. But that's where it comes from. So good for you, Wilbur. Wilbur Scoville. Good job, Wilbur. You did great. To be you did honest. Great, uh, Wilbur. I hate the word pungent. Pungent? It's just like it doesn't have a good mouthfeel. No, and it just like I think like really stinky like laundry or bathrooms. You know, I think stinky too, but it's not that doesn't really align like no. garlic is considered extremely mm -hmm. pungent. Yeah. And garlic is basically the perfect food. It is perfect. I had garlic on my eggs also. I had you know me, I have everything on my eggs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's um that's some Scoville units for you. And you know what, Jen? You would be three point one eight million Scoville units to me. Oh my gosh, thank you. You're welcome. You would be Milky Way Scoville units to me. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but that that fits my personality. I recently had someone tell me that everything I say seems like I'm on mushrooms. <laughs> and I know they meant that as an insult. But I think it actually does align oh, with my personality. I, was say, I feel like that's a compliment. See, I, I think they just based on their demeanor, I feel like they were trying to insult me <laughs> in that moment. But I feel good about it. I feel As okay. you should. Thanks. All right. Well, you don't need to worry anymore because it's time for the paranormal segment. Oh, my God. Thank you. In Hawaii, where we're going to go because it's halfway. We just figured this out <laughs> about 20 minutes ago. You can visit the Plantation Village, which is a 50-acre village that for about 100 years, like 1850 to 1950, um, it housed Chinese, Korean, Japanese, Portuguese, Puerto Rican, Filipino, and Hawaiian sugar plantation laborers. And I feel like laborers probably get some air quotes in it. What, what was the time frame? Uh, 1850 to 1950. Oh, yeah, they were definitely winking, yeah, consenting laborers. Laborers. <laughs> Labor. Yeah. There are 25 houses in this village, and reportedly half of them are haunted. Oh, so 12 and a God. half. You know what? As they should be, indentured you know, servants. Yes. Feudal system. All for sugar. One house was home to a Portuguese family, and apparently there's a young girl who haunts the building still. There always is. She's I'm sick of child ghosts, Jen. 
Yeah, so she's supposedly friendly, and she likes to appear to children and mothers, um, but her backstory's really sad. Oh, good. <laughs> Basically, her mom died, and so she was left to be raised by her dad. It's, this is all supposed, allegedly. When he would go to work, because he didn't have anyone to look after her, he would tie her to the table so that she wouldn't just go wander off. And uh, apparently there was a house fire one day, so... I'm not going to say it's stellar parenting because it's not. (laughs) So now as a ghost, she looks for those mother figures she never had. Okay. That makes me sad. That makes me super, super, super sad because every single child ever, I feel like I have to save them from something. Well, you can go (laughs) save this ghost girl. (sighs) Fine. Fine. I'll adopt her. Fine. There is another house. I believe is the, a Puerto Rican family's house. But I don't know why it would be because there's a Japanese doll that's inside a case mm-hmm. inside this house. Okay. So, But apparently the Japanese doll will disappear out of its case randomly. Okay. Hate it. Totally hate I that. really hate it so much. Then another worker from the village has claimed that he was followed home by a choking ghost that resided in an Ooh. Okinawan home. So. Get out. Love that for you. <laughs> definitely into it (laughs) the executive director jeffrey higa was a skeptic when he first started in 2006 but that quickly changed he now has a policy in place that all employees must work in pairs and Higa himself brings his dog to work is that his pair that's his pair (laughs) that's his buddy you guys all have to bring a buddy my buddy is my dog it's what it sounds like is he wanted to bring his dog to work because Uh, that's something you would do you have a new (laughs) policy we all have to have a buddy owen he's mine (laughs) except his dog will just bark and growl at nothing Um, i'm pretty sure i've seen owen do that (laughs) (laughs) he never does that and then so this he he has definitely leaned into the stories of, you know, the ghosts and hauntings because during Halloween they kind of decorate and they get really into it and they have haunted houses and they hire actors. So they really, you know, play up the haunted side, which is all fun and dandy, except a lot of these actors have experienced things. Could you imagine being like being in like a haunted house? And you're pretending to be a ghost to scare other people. And then something <laughs> scares you. Like, what What do you do? Yeah. Because everyone's S- like, like, no, everyone would be just roll with it. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, my God, you're acting so such, well. Yes. There'd be such a bizarre cognitive dissonance to that. Where so, you're just like, oh, my God, something's chasing me. And everyone's like, yeah, totally. Woo. It's so cool. Do, have you watched Hellfest yet? No. Because that's very similar to some scenes that happen because it's like a giant like haunted theme park where act like kind of like where actors can do really intense things and stuff. And so there's a serial killer that goes in there and just starts killing people and everyone's like, oh my God, that's so realistic. But like, okay, I actually do. I did not know of this. I've, I've only seen the poster for it and now I want to watch, watch it. it. Maybe it was, I'll watch it later on. It was really good. I really liked it. Anyway, so. A couple actors had hand-like bruises appear on their legs, like someone was grabbing their legs. No bueno. I hate that so much. Um, and then another felt as if she was being choked while she was working. Hate that more. Yeah, so there's there's really a ghost there that just kind of wants to choke people, and I'm not okay with that. That's a little aggressive. A little aggressive. Okay, well, we were planning a trip to Hawaii. <laughs> And I mean, now it has to it has to be on our road trip. I'm just gonna let you have that one. <laughs> I'm just accepting okay, you for who just, you are. What if we just do like a little drive by? Yeah, we'll do a little drive by Hawaii. <laughs> Hawaii is like you guys. This is why we were talking about Hawaii earlier. If if you look at a map of the world, does it not freak anybody else out how far Hawaii is from the continental United States? <laughs> it's so freaking far. Because we were talking about New Zealand. It's a whole thing that you guys don't need to know about. Uh, whatever. But then <laughs> we're thinking like, oh, it's the halfway point. It's not New Zealand's super close to me. It's not halfway at all. But <laughs> what is halfway between me? I'm in Japan and she is in Arizona. And halfway between us is Hawaii. That's how far Hawaii is. 
I don't know why this is blowing my mind. This should have blown my mind in fifth grade, but it's getting me it's, right now. You know why it's blowing your mind? Because why? when you look at a map and they show you like the United States, Hawaii's mm-hmm. just in like a little box at the bottom. Yeah. So it's you like, just assume that it's going to be like maybe like 400 miles off the coast of Mexico. Yeah. But you in know, reality, like, it is in the middle of the ocean. Middle of the ocean. I've because also never the been to Hawaii. United States education system doesn't want to show you the whole world because it's it's a whole series of systemic problems we'll get into it later but um (laughs) thanks for the ghosts i hate it there's some pretty mean ghosts at this place and i really feel like they need to do something about it yeah they're very negative you know this is further off topic and does not need to be in the podcast if you want to edit it out (laughs) um have you listened to i I don't know which episode. It's not like one of the most recent. It's probably like a couple weeks ago of, and that's why we drink. And M covers the Molly house in Fort Worth. And I, I feel like I, I've heard so many about the Molly house, but I feel like I specifically remember M's voice talking about it. Yes. So M talk came up with the idea that they should start the like karma, like, basically karma police, but for ghosts. So like mean ghosts get like kicked out, but like good ghosts, like the little girl who just wants some mom figures can go like hang out with like the moms. And I feel like this, they need to go visit this place and do some karma-ing. Well, and M would know this. I know that they would know this, but they say that usually really kind ghosts or ghosts that like make you want to sympathize for them are actually demons. Yeah. M would know. That's why M would be so great at it. That's true. They would know. They would know all the details. Which ghosts need are giving off bad karma. Yeah. And also in a way that is not as obtrusive of, as the way that ZB would approach these ghosts, which would just be screaming at them. <laughs> but you know, we digress. If you don't listen to it and that's why we drink, you should, first of all, because it's Mm -hmm. a podcast that both of us absolutely love. And you've seen them live before, right? You've seen our live show? Twice. Twice. I'm so I got to see them. I got to see them in January 2020 before everything got shut down and they had to cancel. I remember that. Oh, my God. So we're going to have to go see them live together. In Hawaii, apparently. We're going to go to Hawaii, apparently. I've never been to Hawaii. That would be such a weird time to go. (laughs) We're just like, we're going for a live podcast show. That's it. That for no other reason. Um, But one of the hosts, um, they have this, well, I mean, both the hosts do, but they have this very intense love-hate leaning much more heavily towards hate relationship with Zach Bagans. Um, if you're a longtime listener of our podcast, then you know that we also have a lot of feelings towards Zach Bagans. <laughs> Bagel bites. We I talked about him actually on last the last podcast. We discussed Zach Bagans. He, yeah. I think it was one of my one of mine I talked about Zach Bagans. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, because I was talking about the Dybbuk box. That's what it was. Yes, yes. So yeah, discussing Zach Bagans being absolutely wonderfully full of it in all times. But um, that has nothing to do with anything. But uh, (laughs) yeah, I'll probably cut all this out because I have no idea what we're talking about anymore. And we're back. We just talked about nothing (laughs) for like 20 minutes. (laughs) Okay. All right. Moving back on. Jennifer, do you own pepper spray? I do. You do. Okay. Have you ever been pepper sprayed? I have not. Do you remember the kickball practice where uh, my daughter and Ashley Judge's son accidentally pepper sprayed themselves with somebody's pepper spray on their keys? No. <laughs> that has nothing to do with this. I just was wondering if you remember that. I, it was Jess. Remember Jess had pepper spray on her keys and the kids yes. pepper sprayed themselves in the dugout. Okay. Shout out to Jess, um, who definitely doesn't listen to this no. at all. <laughs> Because she's young and living her life with pepper spray in her keys. Okay, so I went on a hunt to find out exactly how effective pepper spray is at preventing crime, specifically against those who identify as women. But as we all know, crime against women is not actually that well researched. And our government, like, super isn't in love with us researching any sort of, like, weapons and how effective or not effective they are. So, upsettingly, there wasn't much data. But... I did find one interesting study that was 
done by the U.S. Department of Justice in which they collected data from before and after North Carolina police departments introduced pepper spray to test their safety and effectiveness, which mm-hmm. I thought was I thought was very fascinating yeah. from a data standpoint. So this study found that it did, in fact, lower incidents of excessive force complaints. I don't know if it lowered the actual uh, excessive force, but the complaints, because that's something you can actually quantify. Um as well as injury to police officers and those they were subduing. So I would personally take getting tased over pepper sprayed, but during this time they were they didn't had not implemented tasers. <laughs> I would getting pepper sprayed is one of the worst feelings I've ever felt in my life. Ugh. It's so so painful. So I could absolutely see how that would stop people pretty easily. But it was actually really great to see that there was data collection on the subject at all of trying to lower you know, excessive force and stuff like that. So, you know, it'd be like, you know, let's live in a world where we can all use our pepper spray appropriately. I'm looking at you, Rochester Police Department, who have recently repeatedly pepper sprayed children for no reason. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you can't use the excuse that it was hanging on some random kickball players' keys. Yeah, my child pepper sprayed herself, okay? that I, I wasn't <laughs> even around, which also those two children were... <laughs> There, they were chaos. So they were. There, there was a practice where should we tell the world that our my child is being babysat by essentially a trash pile next to a kickball field, trash pile, the trash pile. But there was a there was a practice where my daughter WWE style hit Michael in the back of the head with a two by four. So them pepper spraying each other was just such a minor part of that day. I Not mean, out, actually. <laughs> Do you feel as though the police should have like many different non-lethal or less than lethal weapons at their disposal? Or do you think that they should just like figure out how to arrest people without shooting them? <sighs> I feel like, I don't know if they should have many non-lethal Well, they weapons. typically have like pepper spray and a taser or one or the other as well as their gun. Yeah, I feel like... One or the other, because there is a situation where, but I also think on the other hand, they should probably, you know, we should really stress arresting without any type of force, lethal or. Or like arresting less. Like maybe everything doesn't need to be an arrest. You know what? I'm arresting you for that statement. My time is now. Um, I will also add that the reason why people, because some people be like, well, pepper spray is so good. Then why do we have tasers? Um, And the reason why is because police were pepper spraying themselves. (laughs) So when you're spraying, because it's the police pepper spray is not the same as your run of the mill 2.5 ounce, like on my keys, don't rate me pepper spray. It's like bear spray. (laughs) Yeah. Which also pepper spray as a defense as a defensive weapon was invented for bear spray yeah. and dog spray, which Aww. we don't need that. Do you hear my baby? I do hear your baby. She's yelling no and kicking a kickball at the door. So it's a mood. Things are going great here. We love it. <laughs> but yeah, that's, um, that's pepper spray. And even though it seems like data that we would already know that it would lower incidence of, um, you know, violence in both directions, and it would lower the obsess- obsessive, the excessive force complaints and things like that. You don't actually know anything for sure until you have concrete data on it. Nothing is real until you can quantify it. So. Yep. And I yeah, just feel you. like anything is capable of being abused. Oh, absolutely. So I'm going to start putting pepper spray on my food and see if it helps at all. Oh, that will be spicy. will kill you. Like I said earlier, my whole family got CS gassed by some spicy ramen at a table, <laughs> one table over from us. Even my husband, who can stand nearly anything, was violently <laughs> coughing. And that the man behind us just sat there and ate that. That's insane. Like I said I before, you guys. at his intestines. Yeah, never forget, you are just a tube surrounded by muscle and bone. What was his tube feeling like after that experience? Not good. Not great. His wife was rolling her eyes so dramatically they almost rolled right out of her head and out the building. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a that's pepper spray. That's data on it. Now you know. We know. We all know. Thank you, National. That Institutes we know nothing. Yeah, you know that we know nothing about what I wanted to know. Lots about what I already knew. The end. <laughs> <laughs> and done. Complete. All right. Let's talk about. Saccharin. Saccharin? Saccharin. Saccharin. Yeah. 
saccharin. Okay. It look it sounds how it looks. Mm-hmm. This is an artificial sweetener, and we're going to talk about the way it was discovered. Oh, ooh, yeah. That is interesting. Do, do you know about it? No. I want to know. All right. Well, you're going to be shocked to learn. It was not found intentionally, but accidentally. Okay, um, I'm, I do know, but I want to hear you okay. say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are going to name drop quite a few people. And um, I just started typing it while I was reading the article and then realized like half these people barely make an appearance later on. That's okay. We don't need them. Nope. Um, We are traveling to the 1870s at a John John Hopkins University. Okay. And we've got a chemistry professor named Ira Remsen. And he was working with Rudolf Fatigue on the oxidation of tulene isomers. Don't know what any of that means. It's fine. We don't need to. Yeah. They got real busy and famous in their field for a lot of other chemistry things. But after, so after working together, they kind of both had, had some good success. They became well known so that this other guy, Constantine Falberg, requested to work with Remsen, and he wanted to specifically use one of his labs at John Hopkins. These are some great names. Yeah, they're all like Russian and... Constantine? I like that. Constantine Falberg. It took some time for Remsen to agree, but by 1878, he said, yeah, okay, you can use one of my labs and I'll help you with this study. And the purpose of the research was to analyze some imported sugar because the purity of the sugar was being questioned. And Falberg had at one point, one day, accidentally spilled a mysterious substance all over his hands, and he forgot about it cool. until later that evening when he was eating dinner, and he took a bite of a roll, and he was like, man, this roll is really sweet. And then he was like, oh, yeah, it's because I spilled a bunch of stuff on my hand. <laughs> so okay. he just went back to the lab to figure out what it was, and that's how the first like artificial sweetener was found in a lab. All right, so a couple things. First of all, he practiced zero lab safety. Zero lab safety. Not only did he spill something on him and just seemingly not notice at all, (laughs) but he didn't wash his hands at any point in time. He went all the way home, made a meal. And still never washed his hands. Never washed his hands. And I I bet he like ate the roll, which how, how much are you holding this roll that it... That you're, you're like rubbing whatever's... your hands all over yes. it. Yes. When I'm eating something, I don't typically have my it touching every single part of my hand. <laughs> and then he gets he gets saccharin all over this roll. And then you know after that he licked his entire hand clean. Oh yeah, because he was like, was it my hand? But also and not then... knowing exactly what it is. Yeah. And then hand. he went back, he figured it out, and he probably tasted it some more in there. I'm sorry, I'm lifting up my bag of Cheetos to look at the <laughs> to see if there's any if there's any saccharin in it i don't think there is but i'm just looking i've got like hella artificial flavor so it is possible yeah but just think like thank goodness for a lack of lab safety because think of all of the cool foods and flavors we've been missing out on because you can't just lick things in a lab you can do anything you believe in that's true yeah i'm gonna walk over to john hopkins tonight just gonna <laughs> walk way. over where is john hopkins <laughs> Uh, isn't it in like Massachusetts or yeah, I think it is. Northeast so you could totally somewhere. make it. Oh, you yeah. could make it tonight. If you st- if you started walking right now, you could probably make it. Oh yeah, for sure. That's that is really interesting. I did know I did know like the general idea of it. I knew like the two sentence version of that story. Yeah, that they just tasted it. Yeah. I didn't know that it was like later on that evening. I thought it was like he was in the lab and he was just like, What if I licked my hand? You know? Like, <laughs> what if I just I'm sure that's probably how it went after. <laughs> probably. Think of how many ways that could have gone horribly wrong, though. Yes. He could have gotten oh, a he... chemical burn. He could have poisoned himself. Spicy kill you. Spicy kill you, question mark? Always. <laughs> well, here's here's some ways that spicy could probably kill you. So do you remember this wild time, like five to ten years ago, when people were using a fake weed called spice? Yes. Do you remember this? I remember also specifically, because we come from a Marine Corps community, um, when they started drug testing people for spice. This was whenever I lived in Florida. 
and there was actually people who were getting in trouble and getting NJP'd or processed out of the Marine Corps because <sighs> they were using spice. Classic Florida. Classic Florida. It's that actually comes up in my notes. Um, so <laughs> researching this, I like truly felt like I unlocked some piece of my brain because I had forgot this time ever happened. I forgot it too. It was there was another drug. Oh, it was because it was the same time as bath salts. Yes. So I think those two melded in my mind where this is not bath salts, you guys. Bath salts is the one that apparently turns you into a zombie. It doesn't. People just think it does. You probably already have a very serious mental health disorder exacerbated by bath salts. Um, But spice was a synthetic cannabis that was developed as a party drug. And like most things developed as a party drug, it could contain literally anything. No one knows what it contains. And so it was sold over the counter and and by over the counter, I mean not of drugstores. I mean like gas stations and <laughs> quote unquote tobacco shops. And it was sold with a disclaimer on it that said specifically that it's not for human consumption and not to be smoked. And that way it didn't have to be FDA approved or anything like that. Because they, they were like, I, don't, I have no idea of how truly legal it is, but that was kind of their like legal shelter of being like, well, we told them not to take it. It was, it's supposed to be like, an incense that smells like weed. I don't know. It's you got you guys all get what I'm saying. It's fake weed and it has anything in it. But the basic, 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 basic chemistry of it is that it contains a synthesized version of a cannabinoid. And cannabinoids are a drug that um, attaches to a certain receptor you have in your brain. That's what weed attaches to, the cannabinoid receptor. And this attaches in some very different and more intense ways. So it hits people a lot harder than weed will. And because it doesn't just contain artificial cannabinoids, it contains whatever they have around, including fentanyl. Um, If you don't know about how terrible fentanyl is, you just do a little googity goo goo goog and you'll find out fentanyl is killing a lot of people. Which also, fentanyl must be a lot, like, way cheap. They seem to be putting it in stuff for no reason. I've been thinking the same thing. <laughs> like, why are you just putting, just put, like, I understand, I understand whenever people would, like, cut crack with, like, baking soda. Because that's yeah. cheaper than crack. But is fentanyl that much cheaper than everything else? And you're killing all your customers? I have questions. I have questions. That seems like a terrible, like, business yeah, plan. All of it seems like it's not tracking. But anyway, I lost my place in my notes because I was going off about nothing. Okay. So around 2009, thanks to weed being illegal in most places, head shops, nefarious gas stations, like I said, primarily in Florida and the South, started selling this stuff. I can only find one death that was definitively linked to Spice, but there were tons of notable cases of people full on losing their crap and having intense panic attacks, having to be hospitalized, having asthma attacks, all sorts of stuff. Some of them college athletes. It was apparently very popular with college athletes for a while. Um, and the reason why was because whenever they were test drug tested in their like cursory drug test, spice was not coming up. If you hear screaming, it's just the kids in the hallway. No one's dying in my apartment. <laughs> There's kids, a lot of kids the in the hallway. Kids in your hallway. Kids in the hall was a really good comedy group from Canada in the '90s. <laughs> These kids in the hall are not Canadian comedians. They are between Canadian the ages of five Canadian. and ten, and they never stop screaming. But whenever they would drug test, they would not drug test immediately for spice. Now, a lot of like the military. Uh, like college sports, stuff like that, they test for spice. I don't know if people are still taking spice. I hope not. I would hope not either. But also. yeah, so that basically that is spice. Don't, if you, if somebody offers you a drug and it's something that can be bought at a gas station, please don't take it. You <laughs> know, like don't, don't take it. If they're like, like, hey, this, uh, this random pill is going to keep you awake at night. It's meth. This thing is going to make you. <laughs> like crazy in bed it's meth just don't take any anything from a gas station <laughs> that's my that's just mama kate supporting you through life don't take stuff from gas stations i wouldn't even buy tylenol from a gas station to be honest i don't trust it it's fentanyl it's don't take it it's meth, it's meth. <laughs> i took this tylenol and then 
I just went crazy for days. Man, spice is wild. I completely forgot about it. So did I. Um, so in the Dune world, the uh, Frank Hebert's Dune, which is a book that is a book series that's like weirdly popular only in my household and nowhere else on earth. Um, the my dad drug... just read it. Who did? My dad. Oh, your dad did? Shout out yeah. to Mickey. Um, did you like it? I love him. He did. <laughs> um, my husband just finished reading Dune to my children. Ugh. Do they know that he was reading it to them? I don't know. They were jumping on the bed the whole time for several <laughs> weeks. Um, but he felt like it was a, it was necessary to read it to them. And I support it. But in Dune, they this is why I remembered Spice so much. And it had, always has a place in my brain because they they're on the uh, planet of Arrakis to mine spice because spice is like the drug that prolongs your life and stuff like that. And um, I spice in the sense of what they had on Arrakis, I would love to have it. Yeah, spice in the sense of what they had in Florida. No, no I don't want it. I don't want it or bath salts. But yeah, so that's um. That's fake weed spice, baby. Spice kill you? Question mark. <laughs> the title of this episode. <laughs> Spicy kill you. All right. I'm going to wrap things up with a little like breakdown kind of of a bunch of different sugars because there's a lot out there. I'm eating like, multiple different fake sugars right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, it can be a little overwhelming if you're like looking and it says it's got all these different toes on it. But I'm going to, so I'm going to help kind of maybe break it down a little. We've got corn syrup, which mm-hmm. is um, made from cornstarch and it's got some glucose. It's got some maltose and it's you know, maybe some other sugars in it. Who knows? It's like spice. <laughs> it's fentanyl. <laughs> It's <laughs> Maltose is a disaccharide, uh, which means it's formed by two molecules, um, specifically two glucose molecules. I don't know if I've ever actually heard of maltose, and now I'm going to be looking for it in things. I feel like I have. I'm going to just do some Googling while you talk. Yeah. Fructose is one you probably have heard of. An old friend. It, And (laughs) it's a monosaccharide, which means it's just a simple sugar. And it's found in plants, obviously fruits. And when it bonds to glucose, it forms sucrose, which we'll get to in a little bit. Galactose is a... (laughs) Are you ooing galactose or... Tag yourself, I'm galactose. (laughs) It sounds like a superhero name. It does. It's a monosaccharide sugar. And it's not as sweet as glucose or fructose. So there you have that. Glucose, most common of the simple sugars. Obviously, it's been in like every other sugar. Um, And it's often formed in plants and algae through photosynthesis. And you pretty much any break down any cellular mechanism and glucose is involved. High fructose corn syrup is, you guessed it, Corn syrup with a lot of fructose. It's in the name, guys. Anywhere from 55% to 90% fructose. Lactose, which you kind of covered a little bit when we did milk and cookies, but it's found in milk and it's a disaccharide composed of galactose and glucose. We talked about ribose. That's the RNA one. And then lastly, we have sucrose, which is a molecule of glucose and a molecule of fructose. And it's what we most often think of as sugar, AKA white sugar. And those are all the oses, toeses okay. that so you I might see. So I looked up maltose and yes. it is, uh, it makes perfect sense. So it's in like anything that's like malted essentially. So mm-hmm. like malted like wheat a- and barley, bagels, breads. So like molasses beer, and beer. I was just going to say, there you go, wheat and barley, it's in beer. All so right. now we all know. Now we have all the information that we need to succeed. <laughs> yes. So good luck avoiding sugar because it's in everything. All right, Jen. We have some yes. really important work to do right now. I think I know what this is and I'm very excited. Okay. You let this it is, slip earlier. This is probably the most important one of all. Um, so which Spice Girl do you think you are? <gasps> I mean, the most obvious answer is probably ginger spice. Well, we're going to find out. But um, I always also kind of 
leaned more towards like sporty spice. I knew I wasn't posh. Okay, well, I am sporty spice. I already know this, but we're going to find out who you are. Okay. Oh, no, the pressure. There's no pressure. It's just who you are. You just have to be yourself. <gasps> who okay, I'm going to ask you a series of very important questions in a very uh, scientific manner on a BuzzFeed okay. quiz. And we're going to find out which spice girl you are. Um, so choose one of these words. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> no. <laughs> Lufa, cowabunga, dingus. Blip, poinsettia, or booby? <laughs> poinsettia. Poinsettia? Yes. Okay. Final answer. Okay. Choose a scent. <laughs> I think cat is ascending me for some reason. Choose a scent. Dryer sheets? Lavender? Freshly baked cookies? Musk? <laughs> Citrus? <laughs> Or ocean breeze. I thought you were going to say boobies again. Boobies. <laughs> Lavender, please. Okay, good choice. That's what I chose too. Okay, pick a spice. Cumin, paprika, cinnamon, ginger, catnip, or, <laughs> or old. Old? Old spice. I'm going to go catnip. I knew you would. Okay. I had to. Choose a city in Europe. Paris, Amsterdam, Berlin, Madrid. That's not even funny. <laughs> Prague or Rome. Why, is it, why am I laughing? I'm going to go wild. I'm going to pick Prague. Okay, yeah. Prague's cool. All right. Choose a hairstyle. Ponytail. <laughs> braid bun shaved bob or however i woke up braid braid okay choose a spice girls song i only remember two spice girls songs if i'm totally honest but stop to become one spice up your life wanna be if you can't dance and say you'll be there choose one stop because okay. There's a great home video somewhere in existence, sorry to my brother, of him dancing to that song and then me coming in trying to dance too and him being like, no, 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 this is my time to shine. I love it. All right, Jen, we've tabulated <laughs> which Spice Girl you are. And by we, I mean me and this website. And I'm going to tell you this is an unexpected result. <gasps> you, dun, dun, dun. Our baby spice. Oh man! Can you believe it? I don't want to be baby spice. Do you want me I to read pick... you the, the paragraph that comes with every buzz prize answer? Yeah, I didn't pick booby. That's <laughs> the only thing you know about her is booby. <laughs> um, which I'm gonna also. This is just funny for no reason at all. But my baby, when you tell her to say booty, she says booby. And <laughs> I think that's great. I think that's really beautiful. Okay, baby spice. You are the darling of your friends slash everyone. Aren't you adorable? You are single-handedly keeping the lollipop industry and baby doll dresses in business. So congrats on that. No, you're not, Jen. I hate baby doll dresses. I've never seen you with a baby doll dress. I wear baby doll dresses a lot. I've never (laughs) seen you with that or a lollipop. Also, you are the only person that can pull off pigtails past the age of seven. I mean, that's true. I did do the that, two pig, like two we buns. We tip our hat to you. What's that? I did the two buns recently, and space it worked. Buns. You look, you look good. With you guys, Jen's been doing some different hairstyles lately, and all of them are good. But you're baby spice, and I'm sporty spice. So I don't we know what we're gonna who do. Who wants with this to be? Um, I know what we're gonna do. We're yeah. If you want to be our lover, you got to take this Buzzfeed quiz. quiz, and you have to be one of the other Spice Girls to complete our circle. So take I the thought BuzzFeed I would be quiz. Spice, but alas, I'm not. I thought you would be posh. You're pretty posh. Oh, thanks. I should have picked booby. Maybe <laughs> things would have been different. Maybe. <laughs> Poinsettia. Yeah, but so take the quiz, share it, and tag us in it so we can see if you complete our Spice Girls coven. Yeah, I would love to be able to have like a full 
a full group, a full girl, gr- yeah. full gurger. <laughs> I want to have it's, a full gurger. <laughs> it's not a gurger if it's only two. That's just yeah, a then it's just a a, a guru guru a duo. <laughs> um, so that's our podcast, you guys. It was a little bit weird this time. We have to do we have to do our sources, but listen, we're. <laughs> We had to figure out how to do this again. It's been weeks. <laughs> it's been a while. I, things have changed. Yeah, things have changed a lot. We're still the same old gals. Baby yeah. Spice, Sporty Spice, who we've always <laughs> been. Um, but I, we recorded an hour and three minutes of this. I will be cutting this down to 30 minutes. There's so much nonsense. <laughs> we went Are you ready very... to do your sources? I am so ready. Oh, my God. She, she, look, you guys, she's Baby Spice already. That was me with a lollipop barf <laughs> hate that all right for the uh sugar in your aging skin that was a journal article from clinical dermatol and it was called nutrition and aging skin sugar and glycation nasa gave us the info on sugar in space the honolulu magazine had a very great article on the haunted plantation village science history institute with the article, The Pursuit of Sweet will really give you lots of details on how artificial sweeteners were formed. And lastly, Wikipedia gave me the list of sugars. Uh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. Hey, you're welcome. Okay, so when talking about spicy kill you... <laughs> I got that. Um, hold on, I'm getting a text message from the person watching my children. Okay, it's not relevant to me right now. Okay, I got that from Live Science, and also what I cited in the actual subject, which was acute capsaicin toxicity in several animal species. For the Scoville test, I got that from Wikipedia. Um, pepper spray kill you is from the National Institute of Justice. And it was a very lengthy paper where it constantly told me that it's not relevant to me and I shouldn't be reading it. It was very weird. It was basically every single page was like, are you in law enforcement? No, shut up. And I was like, all right, well, I'm still reading it because you put it on the internet. Fake weed spice, spice. If you guys can see what my notes look like. (laughs) It's just, there's a lot of chaos. Like I I, I work at night. Okay. Um, that came from Wikipedia and also just like the deep annals of my memory. And then which Spice Girl are you? I'm sporty. She's baby. Unexpected turn of events. That came from the buzzfeeds.com. So you know it's reliable. Oh, yeah. It's true science data. That's journalism, baby. But this was a, this was a fascinating foray into how messy we can get. It's going great, guys. <laughs> great. But we'll uh, be back in a more organized manner. Or maybe yeah. not. It's fun either way. Well, it's already off to a great start because I have no idea what we're talking about next week. So yeah, it'll we'll be figure a that out whenever we feel like it. For everyone. We have a list somewhere, but we don't know where. So <laughs> No, <laughs> we'll I just checked the list. Sugar and spice was the last one. Well, really? we have a really long list of just ones when we think of them. So Yeah, that's true. Maybe if I'll you've got one you one. want us to talk about, let us know. Yeah, we, we are always taking suggestions. And, you know, and that's what I forgot to tell you guys. You can talk to us. So we can be found at weirdflexpodcast at the gmails.com. And that's where you can send us um, solicitations to be in your MLM, apparently, because that's all the emails we get. Don't do that. I'm not going to partake in whatever your thing is. But if you want to send us weird ghost stories, if you want to tell us about the times when you have had chemical spills happen in the lab and then you've licked your hands. If you want to tell us all about why you love Hawaii and ghosts that are in Hawaii, we want to hear about all of it. Every Did you pepper spray a baby? Tell me. I won't tell anybody. <laughs> you can also contact us at Weird Flex Podcast on the Instagrams. And that's probably the easiest way to find us because... Um, we don't get enough emails for me to check the art email that often, <laughs> but I do check Instagram pretty often. So um, we are back, baby. We disappeared we for a while for the longest period of time that we ever have. And, but now we're back and it was because Jen moved. So congratulations to Jen. Thank we're you. so excited. Jen's a homeowner. 
She has a beautiful home for her 85 cats and future seven dogs. Um, and I'm very happy for her. So (laughs) it's completely accurate. I'm in the same place. You guys know how I feel about it. It won't be forever. But yep. we we want to hear from you guys. Tell us what you want us to talk about. Give us a subject. We're not Give necessarily us- running out, but we will eventually. Slide into our DMs. Please do. With knowledge. With only knowledge. <laughs> with just in text form. <laughs> no <laughs> photographs, please. But yes. that's a... That's us for this time. Thanks for listening, guys. We had fun. 